Now this is on the Parish Podcast. Is it really that bad? No, you probably can't. No, see it you can't camera. see it here. Thanks. It's probably just because I'm right here. Just like a just a black mark on the middle of your eyelid. I need to like. Well, look at the camera. I can't see. You can't it. see it. Close your eyes. Yeah, you can't see it. And we want to thank Lindsay Tukoski for doing hair and makeup for this episode. I'm <laughs> <laughs> ready. Yeah. Welcome to the St. John Alive podcast, where we are sharing our stories of discipleship in order to bring discipleship to life for you. So uh, we, uh, that was a good intro, right? We are going to dive into episode two of our Lenten series today. And I know in the last episode, I told you that we were going to bring some young adults in and talk about single life and dating life and all that stuff. But I lied. We're not going to do that, uh, as you can tell. Uh, these are not our young adults. These are a lot of our very active moms in the parish. So we're going to get a mom's perspective on Lent today. Um, so we are joined today uh, by our faith formation extraordinaire, Sarah Smith again, um, who we're, I'm trying to get her to stay on the entire Lenten series, but there's some arguments there. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, and then we have Lindsay Tukoski, who is uh, volunteers for a lot of stuff. You're involved in what, funeral ministries? and choirs mm -hmm. and children's ministries and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. Did I yeah, miss any? Anyway. No. No? Okay. And Sorry, women's cool. group. Oh, and women's group, group right? Um, These are actually yeah. all women's group right here. Um, and I forgot to mention, Sarah has uh, three three children right. uh, who are in the all in the high school, college age range, right? And, and middle then, school. And what's that? And middle school. And middle school. He's still in middle school? He's oh, I don't know why I got tripped up thinking he was still in Oh, don't okay. make him bigger than he is. <laughs> He's in middle school. All right. Dale's in middle school. All right. And then Lindsay has... Uh, uh, elementary age. Elementary age children, yeah. right? Um, how old's your oldest? Uh, she is 10. Fourth, 10. fourth grade, third fourth grade, grade, and kindergarten. Nice. Awesome. And then we have Katie Eastlick over here on the other end. Uh, she also is uh, an active volunteer here involved in the school. She's got uh, three three littles, mm -hmm. right? Uh, two of which are in, in St. John's School right now, both of which are in my kids' classes. Yes. So that's, that's a cool deal. <laughs> Um, so we're going to, we're going to sit here and we're going to chat and we're going to get mom's perspective on Lent, uh, and it's going to be pretty sweet. Uh, but let's open up in prayer real quick. If you'll join me in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we just ask that you would send your blessing upon our time here today. Uh, please allow it to be fruitful and, uh, bring you ever greater glory, Lord. And we just ask for the intercession of our lady as well. Uh, amen. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All right. You're right. We're gonna we're gonna start this episode off. I'm already switching things up. We're gonna start this episode off with a game. Are you ladies ready? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're gonna play a game called Three Word Challenge. <laughs> and what you have to do is this rapid fire game, right? You have to describe the things on this card with three words, right? And uh, we're gonna all do it. And I'm just we're gonna go down the table to make it easy. So Sarah, you're gonna start. Okay. Three <laughs> words to describe. Are you ready? I'm ready. Your first job. Mm. It was hot, it was gross, <laughs> and it was fun. Mm. Nice. Okay. Um, customers, I guess. Um, paper and cards. Did you work in print shop? <laughs> um, no, it was uh, like the paper factory, like nice. Great Party. Oh. Nice. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, my turn. Um, paper, plastic, and gross. <laughs> Grocery store? <laughs> I worked at VG's. <laughs> well, you want me to tell you what mine was? Yeah, what was yours? I was a lifeguard. Oh, oh nice. 
Yes. That's nice. awesome. That's a cool way, first job. Way more fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was pretty fun. And then you got perks because then you got discount at the Y and you could, every lock-in, you were, you were already there. Nice. So. <laughs> I like it. You ready for round two? Here we go. Should we go the other direction this time? Yeah. <laughs> Put Katie on the spot. Right. <laughs> Thanks. You ready? It's a good one. Your first boyfriend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's already laughing over It's here. my husband. So oh, oh, sweet. <laughs> three words. Okay. Three words to describe Jonathan from this end of the table. Energetic. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's, that's true. my word. Yeah. It's energetic. Yeah. I appreciate a good conversation with your husband. He does too, because he doesn't get to talk very often. <laughs> Talkative. I would say good. Just He's a good. good. Guy. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't really know. Okay, yeah. I, to be fair, um, my husband knows him way better than I do. So I only had like one conversation with him. So. Genuine. He's a genuine yeah. guy. He's nice. I mean, I'd have more if we were put in. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. apparently we're yeah. going to have to bring Jonathan Eastlick on the show to introduce him. Because yeah. Now we're all talking about him. All right, cool. There you go, Jonathan. Intro to the podcast before you're even here. All right. Uh, Lindsay, first boyfriend. Oh, I don't know. He, I mean, he was nice, but he wasn't the one, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than three words. We'll Sorry. go with it. <laughs> I just don't. Nice. It was a really long time ago. I don't know but what else to the say. One. <laughs> not the one. Not there the you one. go. <laughs> not the one. <laughs> um, I love it. So, athletes. Did he play soccer? No, he oh, didn't. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, he did afterwards. <laughs> so there's that. Um, Had he known, he might have started earlier. <laughs> right. No, he it was a baseball guy. And that's when I found out that that's all. That, that was actually probably this, his beginning and his end. So that's all we ended up talking about was baseball. Well, it would have been fine. I don't mind some. Sp- I mean, if we had mixed up with some basketball in there or something, I probably would have been like into it longer. But it was <laughs> baseball, baseball, baseball. Very nice. All right, let's jump on to the next one. You ready? Three bird challenge. Your family pets. Oh, me? Mm-hmm. Like three words, right? Three words. <laughs> Crazy. Wonderful. And, well, I was going to say loud purr, but that's two words. It's all right. Loud. <laughs> loud. Yeah. All right. Um, silly, loving, and contributing. Ooh. I have chickens. Oh, okay. oh nice. <laughs> there, so there's a, there's a relationship of utility going in there. Yeah. I like that. Sweet. Well, and cats, too. That's the other ones. <laughs> um... Fluffy, wild, and he's very giving. He likes to bring me presents. It's a cat. <laughs> yeah. Cats are very good. Very my good. cats Dead are the warriors. Yeah. <laughs> we have lots. I mean, those those guys will go out and bring home a big rabbit. Yeah. He brings me mice a lot. Right into the house. Oh, nice. Oh, I hope they're That's dead the first. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. Had... I've learned to check before I open the door and just let him in. Yeah. I had a chipmunk. Running around the house because I didn't check one time. <laughs> Very nice. 
Yeah. Cats are great. Yeah. Aren't awesome. they wonderful? Our cats usually bring them half alive and they leave them on the sidewalk. It's epic. Mm-hmm. So gross. The orange cat always <laughs> just take off the heads. You would just have this like headless animal. Gross. All right, you ready? Here we go. The current state of the interior of your car. Who's going first? <laughs> you are, Sarah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is um, relatively clean. Water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I can say tidy, messy. The front is tidy. The, the back, back is, is messy. messy. <laughs> and uh, probably dirty. Probably needs a good vacuuming. <laughs> I'm going to go with really not bad because I vacuumed like two days ago. Oh, That's nice. the only reason. <laughs> good job. Good job, Katie. I'm glad I'm not playing this game right now. Let's just say that. <laughs> that's all. The, that's the only word I need. You got a couple more kids. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you ready? Three word challenge. How do you feel on Ash Wednesday? Excited, euphoric, and ready. Excellent. I like it. Okay. Um, Lindsay. Oh no. <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. True. Very true. Um. But oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Anticipatory, I guess. I like and, it. That's uh, a good word. Yeah. And I don't ready. Nice. Yeah. I feel thankful, um, excited, somewhat anxious. I think I, I always get a little anxious. That was one of my words as I was thinking as I was making up this game. We'll <laughs> see why I'm not playing. Anxious was that. Anxious is a good one. That's how I describe. it. All right. In contrast to that, Easter morning, how do you feel? Three words. Ready, set, go. Okay. I'm a mom. So stressed. <laughs> stressed. <laughs> and excited. Yes. Because I'm going to find the golden egg. <laughs> the one that you hid? Yeah. No. Oh, my mom hides them. Oh, nice. My Good. mom hides all the eggs, and we adults even get to go. And it's awesome. serious competition between my brothers and myself to like get the egg. <laughs> and like the in laws are always like, You seeing these guys? <laughs> like, How old are you? <laughs> they're always like, You think there's a hundred dollars in there. That'd and be fun if you did one with money there, in the eggs. Is it oh, they are just there's a ten dollar bill on that egg. Oh. Nice. It's I mean you it's a lot. I'd throw a few elbows for ten bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it gets it's dirty. <laughs> Awesome. How about you, Lindsay? Um, excited. Usually, I'm I'm usually not stressed. Probably the opposite because I'm such a planner, and I, I like honestly, I probably start getting ready for Easter like next week, nice. and then um, tired because it seems like the handbell choir always gets roped into playing at the very first sunrise Easter mass. So <laughs> we should talk to the guy my, that plans that stuff My out. four <laughs> kids have to get up super early and go to church first. Then they get to come home and find their Easter baskets. <laughs> nice. Nice. And what time is that first service? I mean, I mean, I feel like it, it kind of varies, but like sometimes it's seven, but like maybe last year it was eight i don't know things have kind of been weird and different yeah so 
early, early. We'll talk to Freeman about that. We'll harass him about it later. <laughs> it's it is what it is. I don't know. Whatever. It's I'm the only one with small kids in it, so I'm the the only one that suffers Effects. like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what you got for us, Katie? Three words to describe Easter morning. Stressed, um, excited, and ready. Nice. Yeah. I like it. I, I like mean, it. I'm ready too, but it's like there's always some drama. Like somebody wanted to wear this particular outfit, but it's not cleaned. Or My kids still wear what I tell them. Yes. So I make them match too yes. for as long as possible. <gasps> exactly, me well. too. And bonus my girls just went to a daddy-daughter dance and so all of their dresses Perfect. are in the closet and they're not getting touched until easter morning <laughs> yes. I like it. yeah and then like everybody's so. ready to go but there's always like hello guys we gotta like put the food in the car to get to grandma's <laughs> house and and i'm not the only one that's gotta do stuff to get out of here did you feed the animals and it's just like i feel like i always gotta tell everybody 20 times yes Typical holiday. I'm getting experience. stressed thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but once Part of we're your at, penance. Right. But once we're at my mom's, it's always perfect. Yes. Always perfect. It's it's that getting everyone into the car. Because we usually do Easter Vigil. Yes. Yeah. It's long, but it's good. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not we're not quite to Easter Vigil status yet. We're our, our littles are still a little too little for Easter Vigil. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have five sleeping children in the pew. Well, I've not. I've you just it. black off a whole pew. Yeah. And they just all lay, <laughs> lay them down. This is the Bay family's pew. <laughs> we'll just sit behind you guys. There'll be all kinds of sleeping children. Right. <laughs> well, Maybe we should do that. Let's just see if we can section off a whole area for like young families. for sleeping kids. <laughs> like just bring sleeping bags and pillows and just let them knock out. Perfect. The cry room, can we like do that? I mean, but it's not the same. Yeah, You're not the, getting the Easter vigil atmosphere over there. No, it's true. I, I mean, I have, I have but my, you're not getting it at home either. So. My, <laughs> this is also true. This is also true. <clears throat> I have my issues with the cry room, but that's another episode. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like to be in the thick of things. Yeah. yeah. I can honestly say mm-hmm. I have never attended a mass in the cry room. Not here. Not. I've tried it. Like, I've never. tried it a couple of times just to see if it would help with the discipline in math but i find it it's, it's this is my hang up with the the cry room is like i find it's easier to teach my children to go to mass in mass mm-hmm. whereas the cry room feels right. like because i feel you're not like really in mass and this, so it's like we permission. used to sit farther back yep. because it was like oh, we don't want to disturb people my kids are going to be loud we actually sit in like the third or fourth pew because we have found that my kids are more engaged mm-hmm. up front and they pay attention better because mm-hmm. they feel like they're part of it and they're not 200 feet back away right. from it all. They're Absolutely. not removed. They're right in the front of everything. That is 100% my wife's attitude toward it. And, yeah. But it's always so me that's it. like... Just do it. If just we, do if it. If we, uh, well, see, there's this one little thing that stops us from doing that. Punctuality. Yeah. <laughs> we're always, we're say, always too late to get in I was going to say, come views. sit with us, but we go to 8.30 mass. So. We, sometimes we do 8.30. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you make it, we're usually there about 8.15 because my, my older girl's serve and they always want to check in and see if they are needed um so yeah there's always room the whole rest of the pews open just come like sit it. with us <laughs> we'll do that we can do that mass buddy was Anyone that you were talking about mass buddies i always every time i do the baptism class i'm like getting people to hold you accountable and like knowing you're gonna see so and so helps get you to mass because then you're like, the kids are excited, especially. They're like, they want to see 
They're friends. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes it's disruptive. I mean, our kids did have fun together the they other yeah. week. We should try that sometime. Yeah. Just sit together in Mass and see if yeah. your, your kids us. can help We're there. rain my kids in. Yeah, maybe. Cool. <laughs> or maybe or maybe it'll be a terrible disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be the first time you hear Father say, can you can you please <laughs> at least separate your children? <laughs> he does not do that. And I appreciate that. Well, there's so. enough of us adults. And, you know, and, and we've all been there where we've, like, had this child here then you, this child on the other side of you. Yep. And it's like, it's like child, parent, child, parent, child. Because, yeah, except for Alan needs a couple <laughs> more parents for his we have to like hire a team of it adults to come in. It works for us, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah. We're a couple adults short of being able to do that. <laughs> <sighs> well, you just stick those extra ones in the pew in front of you then, I guess. I have been tempted. We frequently sit behind the East Lakes, and I have been tempted to just be like, I can't, and just right over the pew <laughs> and just see what Jonathan over. does with it. Honestly, <laughs> I think my kids would probably love it. Yeah. <laughs> They're usually playing anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, true story. One time my one brother was acting out so much where my father really did actually pick him up and put him in the pew in front of us. Because he, and let me tell you what, he shaped up real fast. That's funny. Yeah, he was like, whoa. <laughs> Whole rest of the mass. Like, Again, I don't, might have to try that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it is, but it's like anytime you guys are in front of us, there's like no argument to get in the, few, the pew in front of us. But anytime you're not in front of us and some random stranger, Charlie's always like, no, I'm going to sit there. And he like he bites the whole mass to get in the pew. And I'm like, we don't know. Stop stepping on that lady's jacket. <laughs> like, dude, come on. In <laughs> my experience, funny. most of the older people in our parish love the kids. Absolutely. So if one of your littles was not behaving and you just stuck them with one of the older couples they'd probably be like oh my gosh i'm so excited because i've met so many couples that their kids and their grandkids do not live in our area anymore and so they miss having them on a regular basis and so they're just looking for any substitutions right and also too they can be extra additional parents too mm -hmm. boy let me tell you what little dale's had a but there's been some nights and other servers that have been like, I saw what you did. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. And it's like, Ugh. it's just that one other person that noticed it's not your parent. Right. Because if your kids are like mine, they're the worst for me. So mm -hmm. the second like they're confronted with an adult they're not they don't know or not comfortable with they sh it's like everything i taught them they remember instantly <laughs> and they behave <laughs> that uh, that's been our argument because like we know and i've seen my kids attend mass at with school mm -hmm. right. and they're like little angels Perfect. and they do all the responses and they're making yeah. the sound and they're singing and then they get to me and they're like they a limp down. noodle yeah. and they're, like, <laughs> they're probably my like don't they're work. probably like kneeling perfectly on yeah. the kneeler mm -hmm. instead of like oh Hanging on. Prayer hands. <laughs> Laying the on the whole floor. Time. Or like my kids. Reaching around <laughs> you to poke at the other sibling. Oh. Let's see how, if I lay down real quietly, how many pews can I move forward before yes. dad notices and grabs my foot and yanks me back? It's usually a, a half a pew. Pretty attentive on that one. All right. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so we're talking about uh, Lent. Uh, for the next few weeks, and uh, we're, our, our parish has this this theme of earthen vessels that are filled with the glory of God, filled with treasure, and um, so we want to kind of take take that theme, and we want to talk about Lenten experiences uh, as moms, and um, 
So let's let's rope it back into to Lent. Let's do some Lenten roses and thorns as uh, as moms. Sound good? It's all right. So what is what's uh what's Sarah? What's one of your <laughs> Lenten experiences that was a rose for you a as rose. a mom? <sighs> um, like Spy Wednesday. So Spy Wednesday is the Wednesday in Holy Week, and I hide thirty coins in the certain section of the house. And they need to go and find those 30 coins, all right? And it creates a frenzy, all right? It's just, just so you know. But the frenzy's good. You want the frenzy. Because then when you bring them back after the 30 coins are found, and then you talk about, so, you know, you went through this whole frenzy, and, it, like, you just all had to get the money, the money, the money, the money, right? And you could talk about greed, and they'll be like, this is exactly what Judas did. 30 silver pieces. Ouch. Ouch. Ooh. Sneaky. And they and every year we do the same thing, and every year they're like, oh. they fall for it. They fall for it again. <laughs> yes, and even when they're teens, like high schoolers, they're still like, they get caught up in it, and they're just like, wow. But it's the beauty of it. Like last year, Summer found the most coins, like she usually does, because she's she's cool like that. Yeah, and she put all those coins right in the rice bowl. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd say that's a win. That is it a was win. a total win. And you know what? She's a leader, and the siblings followed suit. That's really cool. That is awesome. That is a really good yeah. experience. So that's a rose. All right. Do you have a, uh, do you have a thorn? <clears throat> oh. All right. Flashlights, right? Flashlights, they're fun to play with kids, right? So I normally do Stations of the Cross at the house certain way we've done it same way for forever and then i got a brilliant idea let's do it with beautiful pictures hanging up and we're going to use flashlights and be in the dark and we're just going to fly shine the flashlight on the one station of the cross i'm like how perfect and how cutesy mom right i can already see this going <laughs> south in my house <laughs> flashlights don't go well no <laughs> what happened and then well we even had friends over so i'm like yeah we're gonna evangelize and this is going to be awesome witness, and it's just going to be so cool. Okay, we're in the dark with flashlights. So whoever has the flashlights has got to shine it in people's faces, oh, right? Naturally. And then since we're in the dark, there's poking and prodding, <laughs> and then there's like no one is doing the response. No one is flashing the flashlight on the station or in order or correct. What are we supposed to be doing now? And there's just... That was a really good impression of your kids, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. It's like you've heard it a couple times. <laughs> it's like, are we done yet? And like, how much longer? And I'm like, you know how if how long this is. It would have been done by now if we were all cooperating. <laughs> and I just felt like we need to do stations over again the next day because they did, totally missed the point of it. Yeah, we I mean, it was an epic fail. And I was so angry. And, like, I was just, oh, I was done with everyone in the house. <laughs> done, done, done. That sounds like a rough, powerful experience. Yeah. If, and then, like, you always have that one kid that be like, sounds like somebody needs to go to the confession about their anger issues. <laughs> <laughs> so. Brutal. Yeah. We could all probably take guesses at which one that is. <laughs> <laughs> so. Awesome, awesome. How about you, Lindsay? Do you have? Let's start with your thorn. What's been oh a thorn? Oh my gosh. I don't. 
I guess for me, it's mostly just doing things at home. I just, I was not, I was raised in a mixed household. Um, so only one of my parents was Catholic. So basically, like, we went to church on Sunday, and that was pretty much the beginning and the end of it. So I didn't have these traditions to pull from to do in my household. So for me, like, just the biggest thorn for me is just trying to start these traditions with my kids yeah, and baby steps. So I guess in the same token, then, one of my roses would be the fact that I with the help of the religious education program and the fun tools that we have been given over the years. Um, like this the year's, plug. <laughs> yes, like this year's discipleship that we have. Every single day since Ash Wednesday, when we are sitting at the dinner table, the kids are so excited. One of them, and they even take turns. Like, there isn't even fights over it. They're like, oh, well, I already pulled one, and you already pulled one, so now it's your turn to pull one. And they go and bring me the Bible, and we sit down and we read it. And so, I, yeah, I would say that just makes me happy that they're responsive and accepting of us trying to change the way we do things and add these traditions into our family. That's really awesome. Yeah, and just to... The fish that you're pulling has a really short passage. Yeah, it's usually like two verses. Mm-hmm. And then the challenge that's on the underneath the passage will be like, since the passage talked about forgiveness right. and forgiving your enemies or someone that's wronged you, or maybe you need to go seek forgiveness from somebody you've wronged. Yeah. And it's just talking about that. Yeah, it's a very child-appropriate, simple task that relates to the two verses that you read from the Bible. Right. Like, make sure you tell the truth today. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. This is two episodes in a row we've talked extensively about this discipleship. I feel like we should I just be, think like, it's ju- a really fun, the description simple below, tool really. for, <laughs> for the younger kids yeah, to no, absolutely. get involved and just mm-hmm. bring it. It's not super extensive. It's not like, all right, we got to sit down and read for 30 minutes from the Bible today. Not catechesis and evangelization for yeah, 35 minutes. like it's fun, <laughs> and they don't necessarily realize that what they're being taught and what they're learning. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I like that. What about you, Katie? I would say, honestly, for the most part, besides the last couple of years, Lent has kind of been hard for me. I I always thought I'm a convert. So I, the way I understood it was you always give something up for Lent. I've realized in the past years that you don't have to give something, you can give something up, but you can also bring something in. You can start doing something else. And that's helped me because I'm, I feel like my, I'm able to calm myself. I'm able to bring something in for the kids. Like we'll, we're that book you gave us <laughs> at um, women's group. I'm able to read with the kids in that. And we're just, because how do you get a kid to give something up for Lent? It's not going to work very well. They're going to get angry, and it's not going to be helpful. Yeah. So bringing something in is much more helpful for us. Right. And That's making awesome. it fun. Yeah. So what are some of those things that you guys have brought in for your kids? Well, we're going through the, um, I, don't, I don't even know what it's called, but the book that, it's a book for children, like a walk through Lent. And then I do have the the chain links oh, that you had at mass we are, we're <laughs> doing lenten loops yes we're doing those <laughs> and then i'm for myself i'm doing uh, my own lenten 
book and readings every day and challenging myself. Yeah. In a woman's perspective. Yes. Yes. The Lenten loops are like those paper chains Mm -hmm. and there's like one little, it's kind of like the fish thing, but it's just the loop instead where there's a scripture and then there's just a small focus. And it's short enough, quick enough that my kids are two, four and six, so they don't have much of an attention span. So then they can go on their way. (laughs) At least they're doing something. Yes. And they see that it's, did you get the purple one or the colored one? Purple. Ah, so, so, but anyhow, they see the liturgical color of purple and they recognize that Lent is this purple thing. Mm-hmm. And then if that's all they're getting at this age, that's something. I've also, for the first year, I've decorated our house somewhat for Lent. Like we have a lot of purple. I, I hung the stations of the cross oh, so awesome. we can do that at home mm-hmm. on Fridays. This is the first time I've ever done that. So at least then they, they see and they're questioning why we're doing this and what it means. So right. it's opening up a discussion. No flashlights. No, (laughs) keep the flashlights out of the picture. Awesome. Well, I like that you mentioned that you were like you yourself were going on your own Lenten journey with this the the companion book. Um, And so, what are some of those things that some of those ways in which you see as a mom like it's important for you to demonstrate like what's going on in Lent and how does that kind of communicate the faith to your kids? It's kind of a vague question. No, um, I get it. My kids are definitely very much more visual learners. Mm-hmm. They're, I can tell them something all day long and they're not going to take my word for it. But as soon as they see me or my husband doing something, then they're much more receptive to it. And so, yeah, the same thing. I'm doing an individual Lenten study, too. I'm just doing the simple black book that pretty much everyone has access to. And... I think my kids see that and then it helps them be more comfortable and more open to the idea of, oh, well, this is this is what we do. We we take 10 minutes every day and give it to the Lord and sit in prayer or scripture and, you know, mom and dad are doing it. So we should do it, too, like because this is this is just how things are done. This is what we do. Yeah. Just how things are done. Excellent. Yeah. That's exactly I think, too. When we witness even silent witness. Yeah. It works. It's like we used to struggle getting our kids to want to go to church. But then uh, me and my husband had a really serious conversation about how important this needs to be for our family. And it needs to not be open for discussion on a weekly basis anymore. Like this is just what happens on Sundays. And since then, like the girls get up easier for church than they do for school during the week. Like there is no argument the alarms go off, everyone gets up, they get dressed, they brush their teeth, and we head out the door. And it's just, and everyone enjoys it. Like, it's not, it's not a fight, it's not a struggle, because it's just how it's done. Like, it's not open for discussion. Right. That's really awesome. That, that actually ties into our very next question about priorities and, oh, and yeah, how do you prioritize? <laughs> yeah, how do you prioritize things in Lent? So how, how did you come to, like, what is it that we're going to prioritize this year? And like, what were some of those struggles that were going on um, that kind of led you to where you're at in your Lenten journey this year? For me, I knew that I needed to work on myself in order to to do anything for the kids. Because if I'm not in the right headspace or mm. I'm just I'm not going to give them anything that's helpful. So I prioritize my reading and my my time before I get to theirs because I'm usually calmer and we can get through it, even if someone's throwing a fit. But I'm calm, and that's what matters, I think. They need to see that. 
so how, how do you do that? Because I hear this this question a lot. Like everyone's always saying, like in order to be a good parent, you have to like first start with your me time and focus on taking care of yourself. And like my wife and I always joke about that because it's like that's that doesn't happen in our house. No. <laughs> like what, right. our first question was like, well, where the heck am I going to find any time to be me? We can't even get our heads above water. So like, what was key for you in in finding and making that space for you to to be able to like feed yourself spiritually in order to feed your kids? Honestly, it's I take a few minutes whenever I can, like if they're in the bathtub or something. Like last night I was sitting at the table and my youngest was on my lap with his cars over my book as I'm trying to read. But then I can read out loud to him some of it. So he's getting it and he's listening to me. So I, I don't mind them there necessarily as long as I'm able to focus. Yeah. Right. Because right. some, sometimes that's what we're – I was talking about um, – I was recently reading that book, um, The Power of Silence, and um, – that's what the author talks about a lot is like, it's not necessarily literal silence that you're looking for. It's being able to find that internal peace amidst mm-hmm. the silence, being able to actually block out the stuff that's, um, you know, keeping you from the Lord and your child is not keeping you from the Lord, <laughs> nor right. is the truck across the book. You Which know? is hard to understand sometimes. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things that like, you don't get it unless you get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get it. So what about you, Lindsay? What are some of your thoughts on this? How do you find space to, oh. to feed your soul? <laughs> well, this year got way easier, way easier. Way because easier. my youngest cool. yeah. is in kindergarten now. So um, I put the kids on the bus and I come back inside and I get my cup of coffee and I sit down and I listen to my Catechism in a Year podcast. And now because it's Lent, then I'll open up my black book and I just have those 20, 30 minutes of peace and quiet for myself. And yeah, so it, <laughs> I've been really blessed in that. I have that time to focus on me and the house is quiet because honestly, up until this year, I, I really struggled with it. Like mm-hmm. I would do good for three days and then I, something would happen and it throw me off my path. And I just wasn't very good about finding the calm and the quiet within the chaos because just every, everything is loud. Like the kitchen is dirty. There's dishes in the sink and they're yelling at me. It's loud, you know, and, so honestly, it's just because of where my children are at in life right now that I'm able to find that quiet time. I, before this year, really struggled with that. I, I don't know. I don't really have any. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's... Hang in there. It does get better. <laughs> no, we, we definitely like went through that, that shift in the opposite direction because we were at a point where all of our kids were in school and, and then we had Maeve and, yeah. you know, now we're like beautiful blessing obviously we're not right. complaining but it's like oh, oh oh wait a minute i forgot <laughs> like right. all of a sudden there's this constant pull on your attention for the next like three four years right till they get to preschool so um yeah no it's definitely a challenge for sure um awesome any any insights there uh, sarah before we uh, duck out yeah well <laughs> it's changed for me like when you got that me time to prioritize as it's gone on like when they're babes when nursing Nursing was the me time. I know it sounds crazy because there's one no, attached. No, I get it. But I but they're would, not yelling at you. Yeah, they're <laughs> quiet. They're, they're still. still. And, yeah. and the respect, even when it was, you know, the third one that you're nursing, that the older two would give mm-hmm. to to the feeding. It was beautiful. And I could I would have my little black book because I was mm-hmm. a little black book girl back then. And and I would read it aloud just like you you said you read it aloud. I mean, I would use that time. To do that, other times, like when they were grade school, they're trapped in the car. <laughs> trapped in the car. That's when I would, would do, we would do Stations of the Cross. 
nice. When they're trapped in the car. <laughs> We're going to spring that break. Is. They're trapped in the car. <laughs> Guess what? We're doing stations. You guys all know the response. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. So we just do it right there in the car. And we did it as a group. And there's no there's no place to disappear to. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. And now that they're older and they're in five different directions, it's slightly harder. And I've had to let go of this is the planned time that we're doing it. I had to let go of that. Yep. And know that, okay, this day we do it at 9 p.m. This day we did it trapped in the car. This day we did it, you know, like over breakfast. It's just, I can't, it can't be like scheduled anymore. It's got to be flexible. And when you let go of that, you let go of the stress. Yeah. No, that's really awesome. Awesome. Well, I thank you ladies for taking the time. I know this wasn't the your plan for this afternoon, this morning. <laughs> um, but so I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your, your insights and, and sharing your experience and, um, and your time. So, um, this has been an awesome second episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you're still watching here at the end, we appreciate it. Uh, like it, subscribe to it, follow it on whatever platform you're on. Uh, smash all the things that need smashing. I should probably stop telling that joke at some point. It's like third episode <laughs> where I've said that. I think it's funny. I don't know why we say that. I don't know. Anyway, I'm done with that. So um, again, thanks for listening in. And uh, don't forget to tune in for the next episode. Um, we are actually going to do the thing where the young adults come in and talk on the next episode. We've got that scheduled to record. So we're excited for that. Tune in for that uh, and check out episode one. If you haven't already, where Sarah and I talk about just the basic introduction to uh, our Lenten ser series here. Um, and with that, that's all we've got. So we'll catch you in the next one.